You know all that moving around that you're doing? Oh, stop being so antsy-pantsy. I'm not being antsy-pantsy. You, you are being antsy-pantsy. If you could stop, because it means that our esteemed I'll listeners... I'll stop moving around if you stop talking like a cheesy DJ. Our esteemed, listeners, our esteemed listeners are having to hear... Which I'm going to have to edit out <laughs> afterwards. I mean, to listen to you being a cheesy DJ man. Cheesy DJ man. <laughs> Welcome to Sharp Podcast, where we have one aim, to help you get better at the stuff that you have to do and spend more time doing the stuff that you want to do. Hang on a minute. That's, that's two. That's two aims. For goodness sake, can't we even get the intro right? Sorry, we'll try that again. In the meantime, enjoy the episode. This is going to be the last episode that we would have recorded in 2020. Hopefully, we'll release it in 2020. Um, If not, it'll be the first episode for 2021. And we're going to look back on the year for us here at Sharp Podcast. Now, we can't avoid the fact that 2020 has been um, what Dan Harris over at the 10% Happier app calls a dumpster fire of a year. And we have to remember that this year has not been the same for everyone. If any of you who are listening have lost family or friends or colleagues to this coronavirus, I'm really sorry for your loss. And 2020 must rank as the worst of years. For many other people, it's affected work, it's affected income, livelihoods, and times have been really tough. Now, we've always said that the Sharp Podcast episodes are evergreen, which means that we don't cover current things or political kind of stuff. And whilst we can't avoid looking at 2020 and what's happened. Um, we're going to move away from the, the other stuff that other people are much better than I'm at talking about and just look at what's happened in terms of the podcast. So the aim of this episode is that uh, it's going to be a summary of our year and hopefully it'll inspire you to go back and listen to some of the episodes we put out in 2020 or even before. It's a bit like a taster menu in a restaurant. Like a Michelin-style restaurant, sharp podcast, the Michelin star restaurants of the podcast world. Um, now, there's loads of way you can. There's loads of ways that you can go back and listen to the episodes. You can go to the website sharppodcast.com, or on a podcast app like Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or Google or Pocket Cast or whatever app that you use. Just search for Sharp Podcast. One word, two p's. You can find us on social media on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Uh, we're Sharp Podcast again, all there, and you can find episodes there. So, don't just listen to this taster menu, but when you're finished, pick an episode and listen to it in full. And we can guarantee that one of the episodes from this year will either help you, or, well, if it doesn't help you, at least you'll enjoy it. Because we're not boring. Speaking of not boring, what is it that we've done differently this year? Well, this year's seen our first venture into the world of video. So yeah, that's me on a screen. And we've done a bit on YouTube, did a bit for the um, promotion on social media. And I'm learning how to do videos, learning how to do videos on a budget. Uh, My friend Laurie has been a, a real inspiration and a real help. Thank you for your continuing advice, Laurie. And we've even made a couple of videos with Liam's help. So 
Liam has been my chief focus puller and autocue managing director. Now you might remember Liam from episode 66 where he made his first appearance as a field sound engineer. He pretty much stayed behind the scenes apart from the bit when I asked him to say hello Liam. In fact, let's go and see if I can find him. Hello. Hello. So I just wonder if you had a couple of words for the people in the podcast audience who want to hear a little bit more from Liam, the audio engineer in the field. Hello, Liam. And for the members of the audience who are not called Liam? Don't exist. Well, I'm hoping that there's more people that listen than just you and me. Well, you might, you might not be wrong, actually. Just imagine a world where there were people that weren't just you and me listening to the podcast. What would you say to those people if they existed? Useless. You're not useless. You're you're very good. No, they're useless. It's not called Liam. It's bad. They're bad because they're not called Liam. Excellent. Listen, thanks once again for your contribution. It's very much appreciated and the audience very much appreciates your time and they look forward to hearing some more of your work in the future. Say bye-bye, Liam. Bye-bye, Liam. So what else was new? We also introduced the idea of asking you for support by asking you if you'd buy us a coffee. So you can do that on the website. Um, You can buy us a coffee and that'd be great. I'd love you to do that. We've also tried a new format with a couple of the episodes where we've done the resource roundup, um, where we're sharing some of the stuff we've posted on social media. We're then sharing links to that on the podcast. So what did 2020 look like for Sharp Podcast? Well, in terms of episodes, we did more um, proper episodes than we did in 2019. Uh, We did 10, what I would call proper episodes, which is almost one a month. 12, if you count this one, and um, our request to share in February. And by the way, if you're new to this, when we first started, we were making episodes, um, I think we started weekly, then fortnightly, and then monthly And now we almost achieve one a month. It's quite tricky. Our world of work and home uh, has changed this year like it has for many people. But I still aim to try and get at least one episode out a month for you. And I think I achieve that most of the time. Okay, so let's dive in. Open up the treasure trove of 2020's podcast episodes. So we kicked the year off in January with an episode called Mind Maps. This was Tony Buzan's idea of using a creative approach to help you to list things, manage things, manage projects, deal with complicated things. Now we looked at mind maps in the real world and we shared with you 10 ways that you can use them. And they are a great way of using a visual technique to sort out things that you can get stuck in. Oh yeah, that episode also featured Steve in the field. I'm sorry about that. He made a few appearances this year. And we also looked at puppies and television. Here's a flavour. Episode 58, Mind Maps. If you need to remember something and it's important, make it stick out. Here we go. When we are reading the lines, our mind is busy making associations. So, what is a mind map? A mind map is a way of recording information as a diagram. We're going to use a puppy. Isn't he cute? I thought we'd seen the back of him. Steve in the field, 
is back. I know you and your audience are going to love it. He's an idiot. Why do, we, why do we even listen? When he did that, he looked up at the researcher and he said, I'm a genius. <laughs> Here are 10 real-life uses of mind maps. Number one, memorising. It's easier to remember because it's visual. Make it stick out. Television. In February, there was no episode um, as such. We just asked you if you'd be happy to share the podcast. So in February, what we put out, the whole thing was one minute and 18 seconds long. Now, if you're a new listener and you wonder what Sharp Podcast is all about, well, you can learn from this next one minute and 18 seconds. This was called Sharing is Caring. Let's face it. Things like calendars, email and planning. They're not really exciting, are they? Well, at Sharp Podcast, we show you how you can use this boring stuff better. So you can spend more time on the good stuff, like creating something or relaxing with family. In each episode, we'll look at ideas that can help you speed things up or do them in a better way, so you can spend more time with a smile on your face. Now, this is not a podcast for high-flying productivity people. In fact, we don't like the word productivity at Sharp Podcast. It's not really us. Here are some words that we do like, used by people to describe us in their reviews. Engaging. Practical. Funny. Motivating. Well-produced. Inspiring. A breath of fresh air. So, subscribe today Go to the website, sharppodcast.com or search on your podcast app for Sharp Podcast. One word, two Ps. Don't be boring. Get sharp. In March, I finally convinced my longtime collaborator and friend, Laurie Jeffrey, to come on the show. Now, we recorded episode 59 in February of this year. We had no idea that when it was going to come out in March, how, what we'd talked about, and the world was going to change. And it's really weird because we said things that suddenly the context has completely changed for them. It was a great chat. Laurie's a great friend. He does amazing video and photography work. In the episode, you can hear about the surprise that he concocted with an internationally renowned voiceover artist, Ray Porter. At one point, I went for a wee, and, and we both talked about why we love the term weirdo. So, here's a sample of episode 59, Laurie Jeffrey. I am a professional storyteller. Oh, excellent. So you've, uh, you've proved the 110% theory. A, a guy came to work for me one time and said, um, can you teach me the tricks of the trade? And I said, I'll teach you the trade first. Do not hang up on me. <laughs> he, oh. In the future, when somebody looks back and writes the history of this period we're living in now, they'll have way more data than we've ever had. Yeah. That is such an empowering thing. So, listeners, uh, now Steve's not around us anymore. We can really get on with something much more interesting. Steve in the field is an idiot <laughs> who knows nothing. Okay, so then it was April. Blimey. 
One of my favourite pieces of work from my childhood is Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. I had it on cassette, I've still got it on cassette. And it introduced me to Richard Burton, H.G. Wells, the power of audio to tell stories. And there's a line in there which talks about life before the Martians invade. And that line, for me, pretty sums up how the world was as we hit April. I don't know if you know this amazing piece of work. I'll put a link in the show notes to where you can listen to it. Here's the snip that I'm talking about. It seems totally incredible to me now that everyone spent that evening as though it were just like any other. From the railway station came the sound of shunting trains, ringing and rumbling, softened almost into melody by the distance. It all seemed so safe and tranquil. So that's where we were, April. Everything had seemed so normal beforehand. Now, the episode we launched in April was the first time that we covered a subject that was current. We were looking at working from home, dealing with the change that's been forced on many of us. Now Lisa and I have got quite a lot of experience in both those areas, so we thought we'd share some tips, some ideas and some research that I've done on how to deal with this new world. We also looked at the idea that if you had some time on your hands, what resource you could have a look if you wanted to do some self-development. So if you wanted to learn some stuff online through places like LinkedIn Learning or Udemy and so on. Oh, and we also talked about toilet paper. Now, I'm actually quite proud of this episode, and I really thought that when we put it out in April, I might have missed the boat, that this stuff about dealing with change and working from home, that might all be over by then. Imagine that. Here we are in December, and that stuff applies now more than ever. It is weird how things turn out. So here's a sample from our taster menu. Again, if you want to listen to the whole episode, head over to Sharp Podcast. But this is a snippet from episode 60, which was called Help with Change. I'm very important. Can you hear that? We're going to have a section on change and dealing with change. We're going to have a section on what resource is out there to get better at something. And I guess some of the things that we could share with your listeners that might be of interest. (laughs) Just recovering from the bit that we've cut out. Think for a minute about winning the lottery. The stages are, number one, denial. Here is a really trivial story that illustrates how the change curve can apply to all sorts of things. I'm sorry, sir, but no matter how much you walk up and down, it's not there. This is literally the worst thing in the world. It's a high standard, it's free... Curiosity. You never lose it. And there's a couple of things I particularly like about Udemy. Udemy.com. Be able. Here are the takeaways. Have a definite end to the day. Be kind. Wash your hands and don't touch your face. Oh, f***. In May, I kicked off a series of three episodes about the app called Todoist. So I'd figured that in this new world, people might want to get organised. And Todoist is a great app to help you get in control of the stuff in life. From shopping lists to big projects, we explored how to use it at different levels. So we started with episode 61, using Todoist at a basic level. And the sort of people that might use it, people like Wanda. We started discovering how Alexa might be taking over the world. 
I think my influence of all the worlds maybe was coming back. So this snip is from episode 61 and it's called To Do With Todoist. If you're a pen and paper kind of person, don't switch off. We've got Wanda. Hello there. And she just wants a simple list of jobs. Now remember, this is level one. I'm struggling to say the word list, which is going to be quite difficult in a to-do list episode. Todoist has over 10 million subscribers. Is it any good? Let's find out. It's an app that helps you manage tasks. And I like their definition. Free up your mental space. Regain clarity and calmness by getting all those tasks out of your head and onto your to-do list. Wanda's brain is not cluttered anymore. Da-da! You're organised. Alexa, Siri, Google Assist. They're all going off now. And in the next episode, we'll have a look at level two in some detail. And we'll meet Emma. Hello. And that, my friend, leads to deep joy and nirvana. Am I getting paid for this? Then I followed a week later at the end of May with episode 62, which was about Todoist level two. And in this episode, we met Emma. By the way, Emma's not a real person. None of them are real people. Don't tell anyone. They're just a vehicle for me to explain how the apps work. Episode 62 was about how you might use Todoist at a higher level and helping maybe a slightly more busy person. It featured activities, tasks, projects, learning the guitar, painting flames on your Volvo, and also Alexa started taking on a slightly more sinister turn. By the way, every episode I record, there's usually, nearly all the time, a bit of an Easter egg at the end, after all the music's finished, just a little line or a little silly bit. That's my gift to the people that listen all the way through. It's usually silly, sometimes it's funny. If you've missed those end bits, go back and listen just to the very end of each episode. Anyway, here's the episode 62 summary, which was called To Do With Todoist 2. Emma is a level 2 kind of person. She manages all these things using paper to-do lists and spreadsheets. Whatever the project is, Todoist can help you get them done. With the peace of mind of knowing that everything is 100% organised and accounted for. So you write on your to-do list, get flames painted on the Volvo. OK, you might have different things. So which ones do you do when? That's really weird because it is Saturday at 3pm. All those little wins just by typing eight words. But efficiency isn't everything. How do I get across how great this visual indicator is when this is an audio medium? So Emma has now got all her different activities sorted into projects. She has set the tasks up for when they're needed, but like last time, we're gonna let you have a go at the level two stuff for yourself before we move on. At the end of June, in episode 63, we then looked at Todoist at level 3. At this point, Alexa had taken over, so I spent most of the episode trying to battle her while trying to help you see how Todoist can help at a more advanced level. And we met Teresa. Again, she's not real. Um, we also featured useful tips on managing tasks, however you do it, whether you do it with a pen and a bit of paper or an app or whatever. Oh, and also Finder's Crispy Pancakes made another appearance. Here's a taster of episode 63, which was called To Do 
Level 3 and Top Tips. Welcome to Sharp Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Alexa. Steve is definitely not locked in the cupboard. Sorry, we'll try that again. Hello, Teresa. Hello. Teresa could allocate a task to Michael in Slack. Morning. The chef in charge of Finder's Crispy Pancakes takes his job very seriously. I think you've milked this reference now. Real people doing real stuff. Greatest thing that Todoist has ever helped me do is create this book with my daughter. And then we're going to end by looking at the key disciplines that you can use to make sure that you are taking control of your tasks, however you manage them. Keep a master list of all of your tasks, all in one place, and review it regularly. At least. Episode 64 was out at the start of August. Now, this is another episode that people have told me they think is really good. And it's about how your own brain can be stuffing up your thinking because of cognitive biases. So we look at 10 biases that if you are aware of, that might help you think more clearly. Speaking of not thinking clearly, this episode also featured Steve in the field confusing the coronavirus with a zombie apocalypse. By the way, there's two secrets I can reveal from episode 64. The first one is... Steve in the field is actually helping us to illustrate the cognitive biases. And the second little secret is that toilet roll makes a comeback. Now, if you're someone who likes detail, you are in for a treat because you might have spotted that there are some similarities between the bit in this episode where Steve in the field is buying toilet roll and the supermarket scene in episode 60 when we were talking about change. In fact, it's the same scene, but from a different perspective. You know, we don't just chuck this stuff together, you know. Anyway, here's the sample. We really like making this one. It's episode 64, and it's called 10 Cognitive Biases Spoiling Your Thinking. It could be useful to know what these cognitive biases are. I've got my cup, and I've got a potato. So the first in our top 10 of biases is a big one. The confirmation bias. However, he seems to have completely misunderstood what the problem is. And, well, listen for yourself. Apparently, the lunatics have been buying all the toilet roll. Number seven is called the Dunning-Kruger effect. 88% of American drivers describe themselves as having above-average driving skills. Now, speaking of oblivious, bumbling idiots, I'm halfway there. There's a pensioner running after me. And so when we see bad things happen to good people and good to bad. So I'm going to sort that out right now and say thank you to a few people. Now, what was I doing again? At the end of August, we did the first of our resource roundups. So this is where we take a different approach. Rather than focus on one subject and do a deep dive, we introduce a range of subjects and give you the links to help you find out more. Episode 65 featured, big breath in, brain hacks, three daily habits, goals, today being unique, stop taking things personally, can we trust our brain, stress and burnout, habits and streaks, doing more, past, present and future, stress and process instead of goals and targets. Whew. Here's the sample, episode 65, 
Resource Roundup. We're trying a slightly different approach in this episode. 10 top tips. I'm going to give a quick recap on what I've shared. I'll tell you a little bit about each one, and then I will put a link to the article in this episode show notes. Are you wide awake at two o'clock? This is excellent. Stress can be good for you. You know, motivation is good to a point. Having a goal is important to a point. Now, don't forget, if you like these samples and you want to hear more or you're a new listener or you just want to revisit the back catalogue, there's loads of ways to do it. You can go to the website, sharppodcast.com. You can go onto your podcast app and search for Sharp Podcast, one word, two Ps. Or if you follow us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, again, search for Sharp Podcast and you can always find us there and links to all the episodes. And don't just stick to the taster menu, pick an episode you like, listen in full. And as I said before, we can guarantee it'll either help you or if it doesn't help you, you might enjoy it. At the end of October, we did our final deep dive subject for the year, and this was about the Alpen method. Now, it's not about serial. It is about getting things done. And it's not just about writing to-do lists for getting things done. It is about actually doing the stuff that's on the lists. Now, the Alpen method was created by Professor Lothar J. Sivert, and it is a great way of completing the tasks and the jobs instead of just writing them down. This was the second time that um, I made a YouTube video with my massive face. Well, sorry, I made the video with a camera, but it featured my massive face. Actually, we posted this whole episode on YouTube because we thought, well, we might see if that's helpful for you. The episode features me mangling some German words, a recreation of the Sydney Opera House construction debacle, and it also features a real bit of audio which is the only known recording of someone who was born in the 18th century. Here's the taster, episode 66, The Alpen Method. If there is a way of getting more done quickly, then that's got to be worth investigation. In the US, people work almost 400 more hours per year than they do in Germany. And at that time, it was so easy to manage your time. He's got lots in common with what we look at here at Sharp. Now, the Alpen system helps you take a real-world approach to clearing your stuff and clearing more faster. The project is now five years overdue. Is it finished? No, it isn't. The key is to assume that all of your tasks will take you 20% longer than you planned. A. Activities. Get a list of everything you have to do in one place. We'll just double check for me that it's going. Yeah, can you see the levels? Yes. How are they looking? One, it's halfway. One, two. One's halfway. Two is nothing. So my one's halfway, is it? Yes. Yeah, and the other ones are. Ooh, nothing. <laughs> it's not doing anything. In November, we did our second resource roundup. Again, an introduction and links to information by some great people. And this time it was about procrastination time chunks, your why and your how, mindsets and self-sabotage, damaging your brain, dealing with overwhelming to-do lists, recharging, taking things personally, and meditation. And for the second time, we've posted the full episode on YouTube with me 
on video in front of it, and this time with a proper camera and proper, better sound. Now I'm still learning about video. I think what we're making is all right now. It's getting better each time. If you watch and you're a video pro, please be gentle with your feedback. Audio, I can do. Video, still work in progress. Anyway, here's a sample of episode 67, Resource Roundup. Now you can apply this to big projects. You can apply it to company-wide activities or little tiny things like wearing a face mask. It's a really rich read. We love a little alliteration. But did you know that as your BMI, your body mass index increases, your brain shrinks? On the 18th of October, on Instagram, I published a picture of me laying face down on the kitchen floor. See what I did there? I'm pleased with it. And that feels like a good thought to leave on. Not the dog having a wee. So that was a look at our episodes from 2020. Um, I realised that what we haven't done much of this year is me and Lisa at the kitchen table. So, if you like hearing us rabbit on, you're in for a treat. Because here we are. Okay. Um, we're recording. Right, okay. I guess we're recording because of this. Yeah. Going uppity down. Uppity down. So, hi. Why are you doing your <laughs> cheesy DJ voice? So, hi, Lisa. How are you doing? Stop it. It's horrible. Hi. Just talk normally. Um, hi. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Lisa. Welcome no, to the podcast. Stop it. So, um, we're going to have a... We're going to have a conversation today about, uh, <laughs> about podcasting and sound. Because you, you have to think about the audience. <laughs> so do you. I am. Oh. I am literally thinking about them. So in the episode, they will have listened to me recapping on what we've put out this year. Episodes on mind maps. We interviewed Laurie this year. That seemed like a long time ago, didn't it? It does. And then we did an episode in April on change where we sat at this very kitchen table and talked about working from home, which at the time felt like, actually, maybe we're a bit late on this subject. Maybe everyone's done it to death. And then we looked at uh, Todoist, and I did three levels on using Todoist, uh, with Alexa taking over. We looked at cognitive biases. I did two of those resource roundup episodes. And then we looked at the Alpen method, which was a way of getting things done. And it's been a year of getting things done, hasn't it? Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, it's been... Uh, it's just been... I've always been very worried about what to say in the podcast because, obviously, the year's been horrible. And for some people, it's like I've already mentioned, it's the worst. People have lost loved ones and they've you know, been severely ill and stuff and so on. And touch wood, we haven't been touched by that... Um, to that extent, you know, we've had family members who've had COVID and um, and it's not been fun, but they've got through it. Uh, they haven't been particularly ill with it, though, have they? David was ill. David was very ill. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, Laura had it, but didn't really have uh, symptoms. But... Um, Bonnie had it, too. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. What with yeah. her being a nurse well, and being everything. A nurse and everything, yeah. <laughs> 
And um, so it's been a really challenging year for everybody. And I've said in the episode already, I keep saying things that I've said in the episode. But what I have said in the episode is that um, these podcasts are evergreen. So they're not, you know, I don't want them to get dated. They're about a particular time and so on. I wonder how long COVID is going to stay with us and how much that will date the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast from 2025 and coronavirus is still going, could you let us know what we're in for, please? Um, And actually, in all the episodes, we only did one at the kitchen table episode. And our audience, some of our audience, have said they quite like it. They quite like our at the kitchen table episodes. So I thought it might be nice to round off the year at the kitchen table. Here we are. At the end of 2020, at the kitchen table. Well, darling, in another how many days? 13 days, we will have this table back in the kitchen. Yeah, that's true. Because this table was in the kitchen in the old house. Mm -hmm. It's not in the kitchen in this house, but we still call it the kitchen table. Mm -hmm. And then it's going back into the kitchen in the new house that we're moving into eventually, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Touch wood. Yeah, so that's a big change for us, isn't it, again? Um, But it has been a year of change. You've changed your job. Things have changed around us. Um, Our life has changed as a result of some of those things in terms of how we have to plan stuff and how we interact and how we work hard at making, you know, just making home life work. And I think this year's been harder to do, but we have also worked hard at it, haven't we? We have, and we've spent a lot of time thinking about what we have to do. Yeah. So we haven't just kind of muddled through, we've planned for some of that stuff, knowing that it was going to be difficult when some of those changes took place. And some of it has worked and some of it's we're still trying to figure out. Yeah. We still do the weekly planner, don't we? Because that makes a big difference. Particularly now where you're at home less Mm -hmm. and we have less time to think in the moment about those things. Yeah. And Just, also we've got a built-in chef now, which is quite nice. <laughs> built-in <laughs> chef, yeah. Who's not... Um, who, I don't know if there's a minimum age that you're allowed to mention people on the podcast. Oh, I don't know. In the world of podcasting. But yeah, so the kids... Well, both the boys actually have got into cooking, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Which is good. <laughs> <sighs> got a message, dear? I've got a message from... Um, Claire Collin. Hi, Claire. If you listen to the podcast, you have just messaged. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Let's do a shout out to all the people that we know listen to the podcast. To the three people who listen to the podcast. Laurie. Hi, Laurie. (laughs) (laughs) And Claire Collin. Um, Now, we've got at least seven or eight listeners now. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, so it's been it's been a um, it's been a, a year of change and it's us making sure that we kind of think about the, the things that make a difference. So we do the weekly planner, where we plan meals and who's going to be home and have people got to do things in the evening and that kind of stuff. What else have we done? What have we worked at this year that's made things better? Well, I think most of it did relate to... Well, I suppose we had a period of change, didn't we, when I was still working and you were furloughed. Yeah. So that involved maintaining some routine, but also you being in a position to support me still doing the work stuff because that got quite hectic, didn't it? And then there was a lot of 
thought that went into when we knew I was going to be changing my job and it was a big change to my job, what that was going to entail in terms of our family life. And we spent a lot of time talking about that Mm. and considering what our options were to make sure that things didn't impact too heavily Mm. on either one of us. Mm. Little did we know. And and we are very lucky that none of that change has been particularly negative, but nevertheless has caused us to have to think differently about things. We have had to cope with quite a lot of change this year. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting point, actually, when you say about being negative, because all change is difficult, isn't it? You know, people that win the lottery a year later, statistically, it's been proven that they are as unhappy as they were before they won it. it it's not the lottery change that makes people happy. Um, you've just got a different set of problems. Mm. You have no friends because you think everyone's just, you know, making friends with you because of the money you've got. You have to sort out security. You worry you're going to lose things, that kind of stuff. We and haven't got any friends and we haven't got any money. No, we haven't got any money and we haven't got any friends. That's right. You're absolutely right. And we haven't won the lottery. And, and yet oh, you're funny. saying things aren't negative. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, <laughs> it's tickled me. So we have got one friend. Let's not exaggerate. Yeah, we, we have got one friend. Um, we've got, I think we've got a few people we could count as friends, but um, um, some of them are real, some of them are imaginary. Uh, and and I, so I think, you know, I mean, like the, the kids, for example, this year, they're at university, A-levels, GCSEs. So, you know, they're, they're all at that important point in their life. Whereas four or five years ago, when we started this podcast was 2017. And the challenges were different, weren't they? The challenges for them were different and, and uh, they're, they're different now. We see them less because they're in their rooms talking to people remotely. Imagine being in a room talking to people remotely, people who aren't there. At least they get a two-way conversation at their end. We don't when we do this. I'm talking to you. Yeah, Speak I'm talking for yourself. To you. I'm talking to you. I get a response. We're getting nothing from the audience. I haven't heard anything apart from Claire Collin who's just texted us. Hello, Claire. Um, so what is it you think that we have done this year that's reduced the impact of that negativity? We've done the weekly planner. We've done things like going out for a walk in the morning, which changed when the weather came Mm. in and it got darker and so on. That wasn't so much fun. But that walking in the morning was important, wasn't it? That walking Mm. to work thing because we set ourselves up for the day. We have a meeting on a Sunday, don't we? We do have a meeting on a Sunday. Talk about our meeting on a Sunday. Well, that's when we talk about how we've been as a couple. So how we've been towards each other, how our mindset's been, Mm. whether or not we've done the right things, if there's anything we could consider doing differently or better that might reduce the impact of other things for the week coming up. Yeah. It sounds a bit formal, doesn't it? It's not formal. But it, just bear with me while the, someone flushes the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dishwasher. But it, it is, um, it's interesting that, like in our work life, if we want to do something, you prepare for it, don't you? So you, you have a strategy. If you want to achieve something, you have steps that you're going to take towards those goals and you regularly review your progress. 
And that's a fairly natural way of acting in the work life. Yet for some reason, many of us in our personal life don't take the same approach because it feels formal. So if you think about, I don't know, how, uh, how do I manage my time? How do I manage work-life balance? So if you said, well, you know, you've got two options. Either you can just let work-life balance happen and, you know, what will be will be. Or you can have a strategy. You can say, this is how we're going to decide that work-life balance happens. And these are the things that are important to us. And we're going to plan for them to happen. And then we're going to review whether they've happened or not. And yet, for some reason, when you talk about those things on a personal level, you feel the need to go like you just did. I mean, it sounds very formal. It's not very yeah, formal. Yeah, because I don't want people to think that we're like treating each other like business partners. And I think I'm, what I'm saying is I'm not for one minute suggesting people should treat people like business partners. But the activities that business people do um, do have a place in your personal life. Yeah, because they're not business activities, are they? They're just sensible ways of planning. I'm just repeating what you're saying. Yeah. So, 2021 is coming. Yeah. Uh, we're moving again. We're starting <laughs> in our... That's what we like doing. ...new house together. New house. You've got a new-ish job. Yeah, six weeks in. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be working with new people in yeah. my job. And uh, there's lots of new stuff happening. What... Um, What's your one thing that you would say for 2021? Not that we're like, you know, advisors. Right. But what are you going to do in 2021 differently? I'm Not gonna... New Year's resolutions because they're silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm definitely going to um, try my utmost to get vaccinated. Okay. That, that would be something I'd... Don't you have to be 80? Well, there's certain criteria, none of which I meet, okay. but I still would like to try um, because I think that's the way forward. Um, darling, if I'm honest, all I can think about at this point of time is getting into our new house because yeah. it's been a bit of a struggle for us to get that house that we really wanted. And that for me is a real... Um, kind of milestone for us to get to that point and then once we've done that I'm going to start looking forward okay well I'm with you because we're uh, 12 days away <laughs> um, we're one day away from Christmas day which is hopefully going to be quiet and relaxing I think this episode will go out before the end of December but not much before the end of December by the time I've edited it and everything Okay. Um, so I wanted to say to the listeners, thank you ever so much for listening this year and continuing to subscribe and supporting us. We would very much like it if you would continue to do that next year and tell us what you want. Tell us if you want more Steve and Lisa at the table or less, or maybe just less Steve at the table and more Lisa at the table. Tell us if you'd like us to cover some subjects that we haven't covered. Talk more about things that are, are more of interest to you. Um, if you could share Sharp Podcast with your friends, that would be fantastic. Um, so I'd like to thank everybody very much this year for subscribing, listening, downloading. Please carry on doing it next year. Lisa, what would you like to say to our listeners this year? Yes, all of that with bells and whistles on. Thank you very much and Merry Christmas. And if Christmas Am I allowed had, to say Merry Christmas? You can say what you want, 
But You'll cut it out in the edit anyway. Well, it'll be going out after Christmas. I know. <laughs> so, Happy New Year. Happy Easter, everyone. And uh, <laughs> I hope you enjoy the summer. And um, hopefully, for me, the one thing I want to achieve next year is for uh, uh, us to be able to actually see human beings face to face, hug them and shake their hands. Yeah. That's why I'm going to do a lot of a lot of hugging and handshaking next year. I'm going to hand I'm going to hug everyone <laughs> when I can. So watch out. We are doing. Except Pepper, because she I can't get my arms around her. <laughs> I'm quite pleased with that rehearsal. Shall I press record now and do it? We'll do it properly. I'm not doing it again. Why not? We well, didn't do a very funny. good job this time around. <laughs> okay. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye. See you later. We hope that you enjoyed what you've just listened to. Have a look at the show notes for the episode. They're at sharppodcast.com, one word, two Ps. And there you'll see the links, resources that we used, and there's reminders there to help you get better at what we talked about. You know, making this podcast is a labour of love. And we genuinely do it for one reason, to help you. And we want to help as many people as we can. But to do that, we need your support. So now this is where you can help us. Firstly, you can help us in ways that don't cost you any money. You can share our episodes on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. We are at Sharp Podcast, one word, two Ps. You could send a link to a friend or help them subscribe on their device. And another free way you can support is to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher app. And if you are in a position to contribute a small amount financially, you could buy me a coffee. Go to the website, sharppodcast.com, and click on the orange button, and you can buy me a coffee. You can buy me two coffees. You can do it as a one-off, or you can do it regularly. It's up to you. If you can help, it will go some way to supporting the cost of the gear, the software, and the stuff that I invest in to help you. So next time you make a coffee or you buy one for a friend, don't forget your friend at Sharp Podcast. Thanks for your help. It's really appreciated. Bye-bye. You were out in the field with me doing some audio recording and you became... Liam in the field, sound recorder. And in this um, end of year episode roundup I'm doing, I'm just referring back to some of the older episodes, and I'm talking about you being the sound engineer. And you might remember in that episode, I asked you to say, hello, Liam. And in response, you said, that noise was annoying. Let's do that again. He's a DJ man. <laughs> Next door neighbours' kids out the front. It's been really difficult because of next door neighbours' kids. Yeah, bar humbug. What do they think they're doing, enjoying themselves at Christmas? It's not even Christmas, and they're enjoying themselves. <laughs> Humph. It's no good.